0: Hey, everyone, it's Lady A.
1: And DJ. Hey, listen, if you want
0: more amazing episodes of Money, Romance, and Greed, make sure you subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast fixed. And we want to hear from you.
1: For inquiries, show ideas, or general comments, hit us up at mrg.podcast1 at gmail.com. That's mrg.podcast, the number one, at gmail.com.
0: Hey everyone, it's Lady A. And DJ. And welcome to episode three of Money, Romance, and Greed. What up, dog? And so here's the thing, DJ. Like, normally you and I would kind of riff raff around a little bit, shoot the breeze. Laugh and joke. Have a good time before we Go get into on. the story. We ain't going to shoot the shit. We ain't going to laugh and joke We can't turn. do that today. You, I'm gone. We, we can't do what it. We can't do it today. We got to get right into it, y'all. What's and here's up? the thing. Okay. We actually have a real Barn burner, okay. got barn burner. Is it a
1: barn burner like that? <laughs> it's
0: a barn burner. Barn burner. I can't make jokes? Can't make joke. You can make the joke. Well, why am I here? I'm just about- <laughs> you can make the joke. This must be serious. Uh, this is barn burner. It is, but it's action-packed. Kind of like Kill Bill. <laughs> Look, y'all,
1: you can do it. Like one of my favorite movies. Listen That's
0: man. one of my favorite movies. Love this series, I'm okay? I'ma tell
1: you You got me intrigued, lady A. Eh? What we talking about? So, we're about? gonna
0: actually get right into this, y'all, because we got a lot to talk about, DJ, and we are gonna have to take this step by step by step, okay? right. Hey, let's step. All right. So, tonight, we're actually talking about a man named Paul sack. okay? <laughs> That's what? a little bit on the weird side. I'ma spell that for y'all. U N. C-S-A-K. Did you do this S-A-K? S-A-K, dump sack.
1: Pause. What pause. does that sound like, y'all? Dunk sack? Wow. Okay.
0: Moving we ain't on. talking about people last name today, y'all. We ain't going <laughs> to do that today, okay? Nutsack. sack. <laughs> um. Okay. We and, know but, that was coming from DJ, y'all. Yeah, okay. I know. So this guy is actually a pharmacist. Okay. And we're going to kind of do a reverse on this. This is typically not our standard, but I think it is very important that we kind of reverse in this situation where we just upfront, okay, hey, well. with the people. And then we'll talk about the backdrop. That's so it. let's just put it out there. So Paul Dunstett, he was a, a, a pharmacist, okay, who was mysteriously gunned down in his in his multi million dollar New Jersey home. You say he was a what? A pharmacist? He was a pharmacist. He was actually and we're gonna kinda get it into a, a little bit of it. Yeah. Right. You know what? They make really good money yeah great money okay mm. are we in the wrong line of business absolutely <laughs> we need to be legalized dope dealers i'm telling you yeah <laughs> you don't have to look behind your shoulder and uh, unless you're paul right. Dunksack. <laughs> then you might have to look behind i got your that shoulders. adderall for you and, and, legally and legally okay and we need <laughs> to charge quantities
1: hey, shh, don't, you better. for a small price <laughs> yeah please let's get back on
0: topic okay so we back on topic okay <laughs> So let's just kind of talk about Paul real quick. He was actually, um, he was an intern in college. Okay. He was, he started out in pharmacy, just like an intern going from basically being a pharmacist behind a counter at your local grocery store. Right. Yeah. To being this big money making pharmaceutical executive. Okay. Yeah. So he, he's transitioned well. And so, over the years, his career seemed to offer him the lifestyle that most people really dream of. He was making good money, at a nice home, beautiful wife and kids. He seemed to be doing very well for himself and for his family. Well, shit, who gunned him down then? And it's crazy because just like that, everything was a dead issue. It's like, how do you go from being on top of the world to being at the bottom of the barrel? Right, they don't just shoot you in your mansion for nothing, damn. Yeah, pretty much, Okay so it was paul got win okay that somebody was out there slandering his name slandering his name for what slander a-m right and ruining his reputation his reputation by telling lies and indicating he was conducting shady business and receiving kickbacks what was he that's what that they said. Paul says it ain't true. Right. That's what I'm saying. And everybody knows if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. You ain't popping. But this is like a different kind of hate. Right. This is like a true hate. Right. Because if you are guilty of the accusations, then we're going to see those. Right. About you. Exactly. And like, why would like, man, damn. It's one thing to hate on somebody, but it's one thing to hate on somebody. <laughs> like, I seriously hate you With a passion. Right. Not. Yeah. I'm jealous of you.
1: Yeah. Not. I'm hating on you. No legit I hate you
0: mm-hmm, damn. Mm-hmm. so Paul um, th- th- and this was his concern right but the mere decline of his reputation was the least of his problems right because Paul was ambushed and killed in the comfort of his own home somebody actually came into his home and blew him away
1: damn that was the ultimate
0: yeah. hater wasn't it <laughs> but this is after they wreaked all this hell on your wife it's, 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 you know, and all of this. So police theorize that the killer was on the stairs, okay, when they fired the gun. Okay, they did it like, they did it upward. So so Paul's down here. They're up there. So scary, right? I mean... He was on the
1: stairs. And
0: they were... Yeah, the killer was on the stairs and Paul have so the shooter was coming been,
1: from, down, from upstairs? Like, or,
0: or Paul was coming... Kind Wait, of, like, if he was... They thought he did it upward, so bam, I'm up this way, so you're down here, I'm the killer, you're up here, and I'm shooting toward you. Okay, got it. Okay? So the shooter had escaped, and immediately, um, Paul's friends and co-workers were just, like, terrified because they didn't know if there was, like, a hit list going around on, like, pharmaceutical people. Maybe somebody, family member died as a result of paul selling them drugs and yeah. now i'm gonna come and kill the person who sold it to you yeah. you know how that can be yeah
1: you actually bring up a good point lady A, and see i wasn't even thinking about that till now yeah Mm-hmm. illegal dope boy that might not have been a joke he was into something if someone wanted to kill him
0: and that's crazy damn. because the question becomes why was this guy killed right like Why would somebody want to go into his home and kill him? Oh, it had to be something with them opioids. And so in order for us to really understand the end result, which is what I just gave you, (laughs) we got to go back and understand the beginning of what happened to this man. All right. So Paul Duncett met his future wife, Stacy, in 1998 at a pharmaceutical conference. Okay, he did consulting for the industry and she was a sales rep.
1: He was really into this shit. Wasn't he was not right playing.
0: <laughs> and his good money, he was going crazy. He wasn't playing with him, okay, yeah. y'all? And it, if you're going to do it, then exactly. do it to death. <laughs> it just
1: so happened to meet my wife on the way. That's okay. That's exactly.
0: How. So, when friends talk about the couple, they say they were crazy for one another. Although others didn't quite gravitate to the couple's relationship. <laughs> <Others also laughs> they was just
1: crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Some people say they were crazy for one another. <laughs> Other people say they were just crazy, okay? Yeah. So... For example, Paul's brother felt that Stacey was too direct. Too direct? Very. Well. she'll tell you to shut the fuck up. Yeah, says whatever comes to her mind. <laughs> that shirt looks part. fucked up on you. Yeah, I don't like you this. You should not have heard I of don't that. like you.
1: <laughs> right. God, you look fat. You gave what? weight?
0: Like, I just want to strangle her right now. I haven't seen you in a year, and clearly you have changed. <laughs> Whoa. So, he didn't like her because of that. And Stacy's father thought that Paul was arrogant and obnoxious. <laughs> oh, wow. So, as you can see, we already started off on bad foot. So, they
1: thought Stacy was too direct. And Stacy's father thought he was arrogant and obnoxious.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So,
1: with these comments, they was made for each other then, huh?
0: Exactly. You're so, right they right. were like, you know, they were like, okay, well, whatever. But, anywho... All right, both sides of the family decide to put their differences aside and wish the couple nothing but the best when they decided to get married in May of 1999 after only being in a relationship for a few short months. Look,
1: nobody like... <laughs> hey, I feel them though. Hey, can't tell them nothing. Can't tell them nothing. What am I supposed to do? Sometimes you gotta bump your
0: head. That's <laughs> uh-huh. Pharmaceutical executive and sales rep. What am I supposed to do? Can't tell them nothing. Okay, they sell drugs for a living. Watch them crash and burn. Right. So, of course, you know, the wedding is absolutely extravagant. OK, they're aboard a yacht. They get married on a yacht in um, New York, at the New York Harbor. I love it. OK, big, big business. All right. And so it was during the honeymoon that Stacy actually had became pregnant with their first child, which Paul's brother says she did on purpose. How do you purposely get pregnant?
1: Oh, it happens now. It happens all the time, lady. But hell, if I married you, I make him on. Right, them and then that's
0: another thing. Okay, we are married, so yeah. you know right. next he thinks that Paul. He thinks that Stacy did it to lock Paul down. Like now, you into me for the next however many years because we got this child together.
1: But they was married, so I mean, right. either way it goes, they, they was even. But keep in that.
0: mind, Paul's brother didn't even like Stacy.
1: That's what it was. So
0: wouldn't it? It like Did Paul's brother have a thing for Stacy? He didn't like her. One thing that I did discover is that he never really cared for the woman. Right, but was it because he was uh, lusted after his damn self? I think he was trying to be protective of his brother because you know his brother coming in, right. you with know, some money and this and that. The third is who is this woman and all this stuff and it's your marriage and now your baby. All this is happening kind of fast.
1: Yeah, it do. <laughs> some tell me it got something to do with their job, and some tell me
0: it got something to do with these people. <laughs> Okay, so Paul's brother says that even with this quick wedding, even with um, Stacey getting pregnant on the honeymoon, all of that would have been cool if Paul wouldn't have had only three mouths to feed instead of more. What? Okay, that's where we get. The, that's where the game get real fucked up. Okay. What
1: do you mean? What are you saying?
0: So Paul found himself taking on more of a family responsibility than his own, meaning huh? he's taking care of his family, his wife and his child, and he's also taking on other family members.
1: What? Yeah. You better get a job.
0: So ass get this. Get a job. So get this, y'all. Okay. Stacy's father. His name is Ed Ates, A-T-E-S, Ed Ates. He's a retired military man. Kept asking Paul to invest in various business schemes. Every time this fool come up with an idea, Paul, you know don't go need about $20,000, $10,000, $5,000. Man, if you don't get out of my face with this lame brain uh, idea, get a Riggle real job. To like for real, like for
1: real. And they always come to the people that are made. Are you successful? Yeah. uh Let me talk to you, brother. Uh, (laughs) Let me pitch something to you. Yeah, man. Uh, You're looking good today. Yeah, uh, you been working out? Yeah, I know. If
0: you don't get my face. Exactly. And Paul's best friend, who was Michael Hertz, told Paul to be careful. Like, you just married this woman. You don't know her father and her family like that? To be Borrow, let them borrow money for business ventures and all this so other nonsense. What? No. Yes. 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 He give yes. them the money. He gave them the money, and you know what happened, DJ? I bet you can just about guess what happened. They squandered it. Squandered. Come yeah. on. Each business venture that Paul went in with her with his father in law went up in smoke. Each. Each. It wouldn't have been another multiple, one after one. Multiple, multiple. If you burn one, me once,
1: it's over. I'm fine. I'm not giving you another chance. Oh, I want my money back. That's you, what I you want. Can <laughs> you can Damn. beat it. Where's my bread? You can beat
0: it. Talking about investment. Investment multiple.
1: my ass.
0: <laughs> seen a sucker coming. Seen a dummy. Yep. So even after that, Paul's brother says that it kept asking his son-in-law and treating him as his personal ATM. Literally, if you
1: don't get on <laughs> my face now,
0: I'm annoyed. Every time. So, wait a minute. I can see it now. We're in a family barbecue. Hey, uh, Paul. Can I talk to you for a second, brother? Yeah, sure. What's up? Okay, so I got this new business vision. I know the one's in the past. Okay, the didn't pan out well. Okay, but it, it, you got to trust me on this now. Good Are military man. <laughs> you junkie sounding that you What? (laughs) Yeah. So it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I'm not even comfortable no more. So eventually, (laughs) the endless bank of Paul. Was over. Thank you. Paul was like, you know what, you can beat it. <laughs> right, my thing is that he had a good run No,
1: what twenty five thousand the first time. Yep. Ten thousand. Twenty five thousand dude, you beat the man out of a hundred
0: grand. Yup. And at the thousands of dollars, they don't even specify how much money Paul actually lost in these business ventures with Ed. He had finally stood up for himself and said, No, Ed, I'm not gonna keep giving you money for you to squander cause how do we even know that Ed was even putting him in quote unquote Venture, business venture. He wasn't checking behind him? Oh, my. Every time he went, every time he got an idea, he would go to Paul because he knew Paul had the money. And get this, DJ, the minute that Paul cut his father-in-law off, Stacy filed for divorce.
1: Oh, Stacy was playing.
0: checkmate.
1: Yes, Stacy was playing his ass from the gate. Yeah, Stacy yep. was playing his ass the from the minute gate. minute that she didn't. Oh my god, because I was gonna try to give him the benefit of the doubt. Nah no, it wasn't. And my thing is, Paul wasn't checking up on him about his bread. Paul was the saint. Oh my god, um, they played that shit. No, they played him for a fool. Yeah, they played him for a goddamn sucker. And then he ended up dead.
0: It's your in law, right? People tend to trust Man. their in laws because why? They want to make the spouse happy.
1: Man. Be I don't want to say
0: nothing. I don't want to do nothing. Value yourself first, Thank you. y'all. That could potentially ruin my relationship with the person that I love. But you didn't marry your in-laws. Okay? You married the person that you married. I'm
1: not gonna keep giving you money. I'm not even gonna give it to you the first time.
0: Thank you. And if and if your partner wanna be mad about that, love them, just be mad about it.
1: And if I do give it to you the first time, it ain't gonna happen again. <laughs> for you to take me for thousands of dollars? Come on, man.
0: Are you crazy? Okay. <clears throat> So Stacy okay. immediately files for divorce. By the end of 2003, on after, after only four years of marriage. Uh, on what basis? Okay, we're going to get to that, DJ, because this is crazy. This gets even crazy, okay? What's up? So uh, at the end of 2003 and after only four years of marriage and two kids, Paul and Stacey, call it quits. The father-in-law says himself that the failed business deals had nothing to do with his daughter's decision to divorce Paul. He says that Paul had begun to resent Stacy, who was suffering from an illness that had paralyzed her face. Now, Whoa. what? <laughs> what respectable man? If you if you so if your partner gets paralyzed, so now all of a sudden you treat him like trash.
1: Lady hey, what did you just tell me? <laughs> Meaning what? Okay. Describe the extent of the
0: deformity. It was like part of her face had a hard time moving. Whoa! <laughs> so she was paralyzed on one side of her face? Yeah, it was something due to an illness that All was causing All bets is off then. <laughs> All bets is off. And DJ, is just playing, okay? You don't, know, for better or for worse, it's your wedding vows, okay? Yeah. You can't just go around yeah. dumping people yeah. just because their face is paralyzed. No, we good when it's for better, <laughs> even when it's mediocre.
1: Okay, we done fell on worse. This is the worst. God (laughs) damn, y'all. No,
0: look in the mirror. What would you do? Yeah, the truth of the matter. is some of y'all would be like... Because you can't even have that hard talk.
1: She walk around talking about baby, 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 (laughs) baby.
0: And it ain't her fault. She paralyzing her face. But that's terrible. Because if she has the illness, and it's literally through no fault of her own, you can't be beating her up for (laughs) that. I'm going to tell you, if it's an illness, then it can be cured. Sometimes. What what does she have? That's like curing... Parkinson's.
1: We can. They can do that too. They can't cure Parkinson's. Oh, shit. Wait, we get you going. I know so, a
0: good doctor. So, the father-in-law says Paul wanted to get rid of Stacy after she became disfigured. Now, this is what the father-in-law says. What did she have though? Talk to they me. They never say. They just said illness. We gonna have to do what? And in fact, it says that Stacy told him personally okay, that Paul had become downright cruel to her. Straight up mean. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> that is, that, now,
1: that right there is messed up. You don't got to be mean to the woman. I'm exactly. sure she didn't, <laughs> like, What did
0: she have? I don't know. Did she have a flesh-eating disease? Or- it's a secret. Okay? It's a secret. But according to Paul, because here's the thing, y'all. It's two sides to every story. Now, this is according to Stacey's father. What? Oh, well, Paul's the worst thing in the world. He wants to get rid of her just because her face is disfigured and she's paralyzed and this and third. third. She, he don't want nothing to do with her. But Paul says, oh, no, on the contrary. <laughs> yeah, big word, on the contrary. Right,
1: I've given you several hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Where's my money? And she fall ill and paralyzed? i really gonna need that I money. gotta skate. I was, Medical yeah, expenses.
0: It ain't that much money <laughs> to you in the world. But Paul said that that's not true. He said that it was Stacy that was the problem. He said that she was abusing prescription drugs. And while yep. Stacy denies it, she alleges uh, she allegedly tells her father that her husband was selling those drugs on the black market. And Ed was the I one I who it. was the one who snitched on Paul instead. Oh, I'm going to be the whistleblower and tell everybody who will listen that Paul is the one out here. Well, it got wind of, it got to the authorities, but no case was ever made out of it. They could never find anything that Paul was ever doing illegally. So you see this where this is going. I knew it. Okay. Yep. So when that whole thing of I'm going to call the police on you because you are selling dope on the black market didn't work. Ed then accused Paul of giving kickbacks to employees of a pharmaceutical giant. Now, they don't say who that giant is, but they just say that this is the, one of our major, yeah, pick one, right? It's one of our major pharmaceutical companies. So basically, he. So went- basically,
1: which ones is it?
0: Uh, uh, dang, uh, the, we're too quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Crazy.
0: Zamcar, uh, Crazy. whoever else. I'm sorry, I don't know if y'all work right, for Zamcar, anyway, then, we you look know. That we gonna, we going we gonna Kaiser. look them up. Um, Kaiser's another one. <laughs> exactly. So basically, what happened is Ed went to P- Paul's superiors and he made the accusation against Paul saying that, um, that, you know, he's selling on the black market, getting kickback, he's paying employees, he's doing this, doing that. And it ultimately cost Paul his biggest account. Whoa. Because he was a pharmaceutical executive, people decided to depart ways with him it's because it's too much drama. That's
1: another thing. Yeah, ha, ha, it's all funny. Uh, if you ain't got no haters, da da da, da it's okay to have and haters. And then it gets serious. Yeah. It gets yeah. real serious when well, you start dealing with my money and you start coming because at that point you're no longer a hater. You're a yeah. stalker, you're yeah. an agitator, you're uh enemy. Yeah, oh you're yeah. An oh position. yeah.
0: Yeah. Because there is a difference between somebody hating on you and somebody hating you. Yeah. To the point where they wanna see you destroyed. So that's what was going on with Paul. So Paul was let go from his job, That jacked up, okay? And he back to square one, blood working behind blood. the counter at a pharmacy company at your local grocery store.
1: He done fell all the
0: way All off. the way the fuck off. Damn. Okay, basically going from five hundred thousand dollars a year to a hundred thousand dollars a year, and that may not seem like a lot to people. How much he was making five hundred, oh, a little over five hundred thousand as a pharmaceutical so exact to a hundred thousand. Woo, that's a big. That's oh, a four hundred thousand dollar decrease. And when your oh, yeah, lifestyle you're in different is that a, <laughs> bracket. you got to sell the house. Yeah. Thank you Because when your lifestyle Is that of a $500,000 income And you lose that lifestyle Or that income And now you down to $100,000 Good luck trying to make that $7,000 mortgage That you got going on Or all the different things you got going on Really though? What? Yeah, so that was crazy But they divorced at this point, right? Well, they are not divorced I thought you said that they They, she filed She filed And the plot thickens, okay? So, in the beginning of 2004, he was not only getting divorced, they still in the middle of their divorce, he was also getting depressed. I just lost my job. I just lost my wife. Mm. I just lost my kids. I'm doing bad out here. Hey,
1: (laughs) it's all bad when the pharmaceutical, when when the pharmacist is depressed. Thank you. Man. Listen. It ain't ain't nothing but a. arm reach peel away from him and so away from
0: just being like I'm ready to end it all
1: and that's what he did he started popping pills didn't he
0: no he didn't okay so here's the oh, thing wow. and I, and I, this is really a cautionary tale of a story and I want people to really listen to this because it's crazy because it just goes to show how you never hear about people um, you always hear about Oh, they're making all this money and they're doing this and doing that, whoop de whoop. But you never hear about the downside of that person and everything they had to go through to get to another level. Right. So, so what do you doing? In 2004, then? you know, again, he's on this on this downward spiral. He um he he actually told his brother that he was putting his quote-unquote business affairs in order because he was in fear of his life. This man was really afraid that somebody was after him. And
1: he was still with that old, um... Well, they were
0: legally married still, okay? Was they still staying together? Um, they don't say, but I'm suspecting the answer would probably be no. If you threw my ass under the bus, or tried to at least, and made no qualms about it, you pulled out all the stops to try to defame who I was, ruining my stellar reputation... You know, and we've seen that happen numerous times. Hashtag the Me Too movement and so many other things that have happened in the world that it don't take much to fuck up somebody's reputation nowadays, right? So as the couple continues through their divorce, every time Stacy calls her parents, and at this time her parents are living in Florida, all she talks about is Paul. How bad Paul is. How long the divorce is taking? Paul is trash. Paul looks like trash. Paul is <laughs> trash.
1: <laughs> Paul is equally a trash. She got the nerve to say somebody
0: looked like <laughs> trash. Come on. Paul is equally a trash. <laughs> Why is the divorce taking so long? This is 9 the third. So finally, the divorce finally became final in January of 2005. When Paul had to buy her out of her half of the house. That they shared in the Ramsey, New Jersey home. Pause.
1: Make sure you know who you marrying, mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. It happens too many times. You done married the wrong woman. Wrong she done took woman. you for everything. everything. God damn. Gotcha. you, real you wasn't
0: with me shooting in the gym. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Damn. Had to buy her out of the home. Ain't that crazy? I know he did. And in addition to that, so he bought her out of the home, that half of the home. And then she took the money that he gave her and bought a condo that's not too far, like, you know, within the vicinity or whatever. But in addition to to him having to buy her out of her half of the home, he also had to pay her alimony. But he chose to pay her alimony in a lump sum.
1: My dude, hey, a lot of times it's smarter. Yup,
0: it's just Whenever better. If it's done, cut one check and be done with it.
1: Get her away from me. What? <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. Here. take it. And be done with it. Don't, oh, I got to meet the alamo <laughs> with you let it linger And linger and every time.
0: And then you're, and then you're, and then, and if you're in a financial situation where you can't afford to just cut that check, do it. Cut the check and cut her off. Period. Because what will happen is, and you will notice this, is that oftentimes people agree to pay
1: monthly payments. Yep. And it lingers. <laughs> you miss a payment. You're yep. back in court. I'm fine. <laughs> Smart. Smart. So what happened to
0: him then? So Shit. just when it seems like all of the drama over. She is wasn't more. The lump sum wasn't enough. Uh, this is not enough. One. It enough. was not enough. It was not enough, y'all. And I'm so sorry to have to break this news to you because it wasn't enough. Now we're going into the third phase of this battle. Okay. Except it's our most precious phase of the battle. We're dealing with the babies now. Okay. Let's not forget they got two kids. Okay. And so they, these two can't agree on a child custody agreement. They can't come together on this, all right? And I mean, they in... This is by design. This is... It is. It's they a mess. him for a... It's boom. a mess. It's a mess. So, in the court papers that Paul filed, he alleges that Stacy. Paul's brother was right, though, all the time, wasn't he? Yeah. He said she was a conniving thought. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And so he files these court papers, okay Who filed them? I'm Paul, sorry. Did. Paul, Paul did. Paul did. And he alleges that Stacy is addicted to prescription drugs, which he said before, remember? You can't tell about she, and that, and because of that, she's an unfit mother. Yes. And he wants this? full custody of these babies. Yes. Okay? Well, Stacey denies it. I mean, what is she gonna say? Yes, I do prescription drugs, but that doesn't mean I'm an unfit mother. No, she's not gonna say that. And she actually gets a restraining order against Paul for whatever reason. Okay, it becomes so messy and these poor babies is just in the middle of it. It becomes so messy, y'all, that these two have to drop off the kids to and from at the Ramsey Police Department because they can't come to a, a agreement. They've been court ordered to drop the kids off at hey. the police department to make the exchange. Hey, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous.
1: Hey, hey, <laughs> hey pause. Hey, y'all, don't let it get to that point. At that point, just, you ever been in Vegas, you know, just, it's Mm -hmm, over. mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, tap out. We're not going to do this. This is stupid now. Let's be civil and let's just live our life. We ain't got to. Drop them the off <laughs> at the police station. I never heard of that. Shit. Drop them off at the police station. I mean, you couldn't two. meet at a mutual spot. You couldn't drop them at the grandmama's house and then you couldn't nope. get them. can't get along. Hell, you couldn't meet at
0: borders. Uh, shit. <laughs> can't come get along. What? Can't get along. Every time they in a contentious fight in front of the babies, to the point where the judge said, Well, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. Law enforcement has to be involved every single time <laughs> you drop these babies off. So, this is what you're going to do. You're going to drop them off at the police station. Wow. <laughs>
1: And you don't want the law involved with this. And believe
0: you me, for some reason, people tend to get act right and when they get around the cops. So, what's happening? So, finally, in 2006, the two stopped battling and come together to work on a joint custody agreement where they both agree. So, finally, at 06, it's going to be a, and, and, when was and this a year after this whole drama. <laughs> so, they agree to a 50 50 custody split. Which is what they should have did in the-, in the first place. Because both parties were so angry with one another. You caused me my job. And well, you're calling me a drug addict. Neither one can see the other one for the other situation. So it, it was a hot mess. So anyway, in the meantime, while all this drama was going on, Paul's life seemed to be turning around. I mean, he was on the down. But you know what they say? You know, you can be on the down, but you can always come back up, right? For sure. And he'd been able to move from the counter of the pharmacy back to his old position as a pharmaceutical executive. And he was actually working for a company named Medco. Work, Oh, Medco. 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 Yes. Yeah, Medco. Big business. Okay. Um, he bounced back. He bounced yeah. back. He. It took him some it's time. Like we always do that. you yep, like That's like what I'm saying. Do. If you work hard and you do the damn thing, Can't okay, nothing keep you down.
1: The devil's a liar, and he will Straight never prosper.
0: Thank you. So he also had a serious girlfriend. He's seeing somebody now, okay. And she was them two were actually he seen gonna, somebody? He's seeing somebody. He got a little actor, got a little actor. He bounced back all the way back. All the way back, okay. Damn, Stacy.
1: <laughs> yep, but she's still in your business. I bet she put it
0: in through your shit. Damn. Okay, see, that's the problem.
1: <laughs> Some tell me he's gonna be end up saying, "Damn, Stacy."
0: Yep. So these two were actually planning on moving in together. She was gonna, his new girlfriend was gonna move into his New Jersey home that he bought Stacy out of, and these two were actually planning to get married. So big business. Okay, he got a lot going on. Got his old job, you know, I'm not gonna say his old job back, but his old position back. He's back to making good money, things of that nature. So while Paul is on this comeback, Stacy's life is in a complete shamble. Stacy done fell all the way the fuck off, okay? All the way the fuck off, okay? She was financially struck for cash since she hadn't been able to work since the divorce saying that she was too sick to work.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And as a result of her not being able to contend that, you know, her, her, her income, she had fallen behind on her mortgage payments for her condo. But my thing is, okay, you got a lump sum of alimony. He bought you out for the other half of the home. What the fuck did you do with all that goddamn She's a junkie. I know, he and that's what Paul her. said. He he Paul her. said she was a junkie. So at this point, Stacy only has one option, and that's to move back in with her parents, who lived in Florida. But the what? child custody issue she fell all the way, all the way back off. In with her she was gonna move back in with her parents, what? and she's an only child. That explains a lot. Oh, Exactly. Thank you. And so but she couldn't do that because there was a custody agreement where there was a fifty fifty, which would prevent prevent her from being able to you know, doing doing all of that, moving out of state, taking the kids, making these decisions when you have another parent involved. Where is she living now? Who was she with? She was living in a condo not that too far up the street from where she the marital home was, and, and out of the half of the um home uh, equity, I guess, that he had provided, she was she got that. But why are you broke? Don't even make no kind of sense. She on the pills. So, anywho, okay, y'all. So, in addition, Paul was constantly telling friends and family that he was in fear of his life because so many weird things would happen to him. For example, one day he went to get in his pool at his home and the heater for the water was cranked up as high as it could go. Paul was sure it wasn't an accident. And then at one point, he didn't even want people to know where he even worked. He was like, hey, listen. If you see me in the street, don't even say my name. Act like you don't even know me. Whoa. Yeah, he was dead ass. He was like, just act like you don't even know me. But people were thinking he was being delusional and melodramatic. Like, oh, you're such a drama king. Like, you know, your divorce is over. Like, you finally got the custody thing done. You're about to get married. You got a new girlfriend. Stacy's moved on. You've moved on. Move on. You're being all mellow, melodramatic. Stop with the drama. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. St- and 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 so here's the thing. Really? Once Paul got a, a win of Stacy. Um, with all these financial problems, he was constantly terrified that one day he was going to drop the kids off and Stacey was just going to leave with the kids and just like never come back. Because it would have been against the law for her to leave the state without his permission and take the children.
1: No, she ain't going to do that. She's going to do the extreme.
0: So, right. And so his friend is like, listen, you're tripping. You're overreacting. Everything is cool. Just stop. Okay. Calm down. Stop with the drama. They're looking at Paul like he's the bad person. Like, I don't know why he thinks this. he's paranormal activity part five. Like, what is the deal here? Good. But the caveat to that whole thing is on Wednesday, August 23rd, while Paul pulled into his dri- driveway, he was on the phone with his fiance. And as he walked into his house, he noticed an empty cheeseburger wrapper, y'all. Cheeseburger. They say it comes from Burger King. That's what they say, okay? They say it comes from Burger King. Come on, say it again. He walks into his house, and he's a he's known for <clears throat> immaculancy. Nothing is out of place. And he's
1: the only one that lives there, right?
0: And his girlfriend visits. She doesn't live there yet. Mm-hmm. So when he walks into his house, the first thing he walks into is a cheeseburger wrapper on his floor. It's a problem.
1: Don't tell me she in the crib.
0: And the air conditioner... Was cranked all the way to the high, okay? Or to the low? It's cold as shit in your house. <laughs> my- and it's hot as hell outside, but it's cold as shit in your house. So, what did he end up doing? So, he's on the phone with his fiance and he's like, because she spent the night the night before and he's like, oh my God. She left after him. So, he's like, dang, babe, you know, I like my. Air conditioning to be on a right. certain ship out. And, and she's like, nah, Paul didn't even touch the air conditioning. Well, somebody did. Right. So as he continues to walk through, they're still on the phone talking. And all of a sudden she hears Paul yell. And boom, boop, 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 and the phone goes dead.
1: That's it. They in there waiting on him. Yep. And they're waiting yeah. on him. Heard him come in. Yeah, Heard the third. Yep. Killed his ass. That's yep. what I said. Did he walk out? Did he call the cops? Did he... What, what well, did he Paul's girlfriend
0: was... It uh, just so happened that Paul... I don't think whoever killed him was expecting him to be on the phone. But Paul's girlfriend was on the phone and she immediately called 911. Mm-hmm. And when the police get there, they find him slumped in the hallway. Dead. Gone. Right? There was no fingerprints, gun... Footprint, nothing, just to identify who did this. It was like clean, selling, just nothing, okay? But because Paul was shot so many times, they say he was shot several times, close range. Because he was shot that many times, you know the police is going to immediately be like, okay, well, we know somebody that he knew did this to him.
1: Oh, yeah. You know that. It's not hard to tell Exactly.
0: And the first thing that comes up is who? His ex-wife. They had a contentious divorce. They had a contentious custo- cust- custody People situation. People really be
1: mad. Yeah, was petty like that.
0: Yeah, Crazy. they immediately because she don't live that far from their main home, So they immediately go to her home, and she has an alibi. Well, she says, "I have an alibi. I was at the doctor's office with my son. He was sick. He stayed home from school today. I was at the doctor's office with my son. If you don't shut up, come <laughs> and everything." But they corroborated that, and so they ruled her out. So now the police is like, okay, now we got to find another list of suspects. But when they they do, they start interviewing friends and family, and guess what happens? Paul's brother and his best friend say, damn, I really didn't think the dude was going to do it. They was like, what dude? What you talking about? Yeah, Ed, Ed, the father-in-law. He said that he was gonna kill Paul. He hated Paul.
1: And nobody told him.
0: And um, and Paul Paul knew it. it. Paul knew it because he was in fear of his life.
1: But did he tell Paul to his face that he wanted to
0: kill him? Well, I don't think he's ever told Paul to his face. Come
1: on, that's still some coward shit. Hey, tell. Thank you.
0: Tell me. Let me know. Thank you. At least I can prepare myself. God damn. Bottom
1: line, shit. Back in the old days, what they used to do, I'm going to kill you, all right? We're going to count to 10, we're going to walk, and we're going to drop. And that's what it's going to be. Bottom line, we win
0: some And made a shit. best man win. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. So, they said that Ed H. was the one who actually killed, the, he killed his brother and his best friend. They tell police that the only person who stood to game... From Paul's death, it's his ex-wife Stacy. Here's the thing: life with Paul insurance. gone, no, it had nothing to do with life insurance. With Paul gone, she'd be free to move to Florida. She had full custody of the kids. But what Paul did do is that he set up the kids. multi-million dollar trust funds for his children. If yep, anything went to, thank you. Yep. And there you have it. And not to mention that it was mad that Paul cut him off. Stacey was mad that, it, that Paul cut it off. So now they're getting rid of somebody that they both freaking hate. Okay. That's so true. when they reach out to Ed and um, at his home in Florida, his wife said that he's not there. She didn't know where he was. That's what the story that she told him. However, the night after the murder happened, Ed did contact police and let them know that he was at his mother's home in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Since police is eager to speak to Ed personally They actually fly to Louisiana, but by the time they arrived, Ed already hired a lawyer and refused to talk to him. Like, y'all can beat it, okay? But police was able to sit down with Ed's sister, and her name is Brenda. And she told them that Ed arrived at their mother's home on Tuesday evening, which was one day before Paul's murder. Police was kind of like, that could possibly be some bullshit. But we can't say that it didn't happen. So we just got to do some more investigation type work. So about a month after Paul's murder, police obtained wiretaps on, the, on different AIDS family members. And they get some very interesting information on one of those wiretaps. Ed tried to make sure his family stayed on script when it came to his Tuesday alibi. You can hear him on the phone saying to his sister and his mother. So, you know, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page when it comes to talking to the police. Now, I was there on Tuesday. I got there on Tuesday. And you can hear his sister saying, yeah, you got there on Tuesday. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I got there Tuesday night. Yes, you got there Tuesday night. So that was what he was saying on the phone as they were, you know, he's trying to establish his alibi. Okay. Craziness. So as police continue to dig deeper, they find out that just weeks before Paul's murder, Ed and his wife's cell phones pinged up a tower not too far from Paul's New Jersey home. Mm. They also rented a car nearby Pennsylvania within the same time frame leading up to the murder. Police believe that Ed and his wife were surveil- like, doing like surveillance, surveillance. on Paul to learn was. his movements and his whereabouts. They really be hating,
1: y'all. Again, watch your back. We got to watch our back. I don't trust nobody, and I always watch. Yep. In fact, a a couple people cut me off today. What was that about? That's what I'm saying. I'll be
0: on it. Okay. Third eye, third ear, y'all. Okay, for real. It be happening all the time. All the time. No, seriously, it's so weird. We got to watch our back, man. Weird stuff that just seems weird is weird. Man. Like if you come home and you know good nail well, your heater was on seventy two. Yeah, you get home and your heater is on seventy seven. Something's up.
1: Exactly. You see rappers around. That's the first
0: thing. Yes, and that was the thing that Paul had immediately gravitated to because he's a clean individual. So he's not gonna just have Burger King rappers laying around. And my on.
1: thing is another um, note, y'all. Nothing wrong with a gun. Have guns.
0: Always have your gun guns and have it with okay. you. Guns Thank are you. okay.
1: Mm, mm, yep. Mm. Have several.
0: So finally... Because they do. Th- period. For real. So finally, in June 2007, almost one year after Paul's murder, police traveled to Florida with a SWAT team to arrest Ed A for the murder of his son-in-law, Paul, mm. at 300 pounds, y'all. Okay? Fat mother... <laughs> <laughs> what? Ed said that he recalls being overpowered by police right in front of his five-year-old grandson. They I took mean, me down, y'all. They I took mean, me down. I mean, yeah, because at the end of the day,
1: 300 really ain't that much. I mean, like, <laughs> if he was still walking, it ain't like we talking about my 600 pounds.
0: Wait, so you missed me with that. Right. So his wife, Dottie, was also arrested for hindering apprehension and obstruction of justice because basically she lied when she said she didn't know where her husband was, Right. Police are pretty sure they had the right person, but they had to figure out a way to get around Ed's alibi where he (laughs) said that he was in Louisiana on Tuesday, okay? The night before Paul was killed on Wednesday. So they're trying to figure this out. He's a
1: fat ass liar, and we're going to get it out of you.
0: Thank you. But these are I'm going to tell you how to
1: get it out of his ass, goddamn. He's starving. Man. If that nigga don't eat for 48 hours, he's going to tell whatever
0: you won't even say. Thank you. And you know what, though? Here's the thing, though, DJ. <laughs> they ain't even got to do that to him. They can feed him as much as they want, because things about to get real interesting, okay? Oh, let me know. So, as Ed prepares to defend himself against the allegations of murder, prosecution, um, they actually open arguments and make it clear that all the evidence in this case will show that there was no other person that could have possibly killed Paul, meaning a stranger, Right? No one else. It but was you. someone it was who knew dog. Paul... Thank you. It was someone who knew Paul well and had plotted his death carefully. Prosecutors had provided tangible documents that showed, basically, Ed, researching how to commit the perfect murder and how to pick a lock on his personal computer. To talk about Ed's knowledge of guns, prosecutor called a reluctant witness his own daughter, Stacy. What? He called his daughter to the state? What? Prosecution said, listen, bitch, okay,
1: <laughs> you, can,
0: you can do this or you cannot do it. I don't give a damn either way. Mm. So, prosecutors also play the wiretaps where Ed is talking to his sister, Brenda, and mother, telling them to make sure that they indicate he was in Louisiana on Tuesday night. But all of this is about to backfire on Ed because when his sister, Brenda, takes the stand... She essentially throws bro, little bro, bro, big bro, bro, whoever he is, under the bus.
1: Damn.
0: Saying that she lied to police. And that he actually, he never arrived on Tuesday. That he didn't actually arrive there until Thursday. Damn. Now, if your own sister can't have your back. <laughs> he i He you He cooked. So, Brenda also confesses on the sin that she cut a deal with the prosecutors. Her testimony in exchange, in exchange for leniency on charges of hindering apprehension and obstruction of justice. But she says that that was not it. She says that she, she needed to just tell the truth. And, you know, sometimes people do just want to get that off their chest. They don't want to deal with that. So basically, with his alibi, oh, just, ain't that crazy? For your brother, y'all. Oh. There is no honor amongst these. So, with his alibi basically destroyed by his old sister, the circumstantial case against him was starting to fall apart. The prosecution had done a great job of portraying Ed as a vengeful, a vengeful let me be clear, vengeful man, carefully plotting the demise of his son in law, stalking him for weeks. And then murdering him in his own home that Wednesday afternoon. Then it got into his car and drove 21 hours from New Jersey to his mother home in Louisiana. Straight through to create the alibi. Mm. Now that is quite a contention. And it happens
1: though. Yeah, it It does. It
0: happens.
1: But at the end of the day,
0: hatred. Oh, Burn it'll it? drive you. It'll drive you. It'll drive you. So with 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 all of that, okay, now it's time to, for the defense to basically explain all of this circumstantial evidence that the prosecutor basically vomited on the jury. Like, here's a list of why Ed is the bad guy and why he did this, right? So now the the defense team is saying, well, here's why he didn't do it. So at opening arguments, his defense attorney made it clear that it was too fat to kill anybody. What? Okay. That Hold on. No, you don't know. It's too
1: fat. <laughs> too fat. It's only 300 pounds. Too fat. I'll see fatter. Bigger. Big big. You are too fat. <laughs> big. Why? Obese. Why are they saying that? Well, the they say this is
0: because they say that not only did the did the did the, did the, did the police not have any fingerprint fiber, DNA, blood, drugs, nothing on to basically pin this on Ed. But they also say that um, Ed would have never been able to do this because of his obesity. His obesity would have been, you know, a, a, a hindrance for him. Basically, he was too fat, too old and too sick. Okay, they actually brought a medical expert in that testified that because of his obesity, he had other chronic health problems such as asthma, diabetes, high blood pressure. That made it hard for him to run before, during, and after the crime. And even in addition to that, he had sleep apnea. So he would have never been able to commit this crime and then drive that's 21 bullshit. hours. He'd have fell asleep. That's bullshit. His fingers work. He can shoot somebody. But they're saying that he can't drive. How is he gonna be able to drive from New Jersey to Louisiana with sleep apnea?
1: I'ma tell you, he been playing y'all the whole time. That's how either that or sell a little dope little cocaine is a dangerous drug.
0: Thank you. And then the other thing is they tried to downplay the sister's testimony saying that because of her diabetes and other health issues, she probably don't even remember. The day she's only saying this because the prosecution told her to say it. So they're basically saying, and then they also had another. They had a, a a neighbor of his mother actually get on the stand and testify and say he saw Ed's car there Wednesday night at the mother's home. So this is the whole defense. We don't have no blood. You don't have no evidence. He's too fat. He's too sick. His sister is <laughs> retarded. I mean... He's too fat. He's too fat. Period. So, in a last-ditch effort, they actually called Ed to the stand. He's going to testify in his own defense. Right, and these
1: people going to say anything, too. Anything! Anything! <laughs> like, as soon as you told me that he's too fat, it's over. <laughs> Case closed. Yeah, you yep. lying, And that... Like, it's over. It's over. Don't tell me you too fat to do anything. Like, if you fat, like 300 pounds ain't really fat. It's fat as fuck, but it ain't 600 pounds.
0: You ain't bedridden. Can you drive a car? Can you drive a car and can you shoot? Thank you. Shit. Thank you. And, and so, you know, so now Ed decides he wants to get up here and he wants to testify in his own defense. He wants to explain away all of these accusations that the prosecution has done. I'm sure. He said that his initial trip with his wife to Pennsylvania with the detour to New Jersey was to make sure that Stacy had the kids and Paul didn't. He wanted to make sure there wasn't going to be no issue. Okay. Then he says that the online searches were taken out of context by the prosecution. I Somebody had, made a I comment had.
1: about something. It got more excuses than a nigga going Thank
0: to you. And if you can explain away, quote unquote, all this crap, then you're probably lying. Man, dog, so
1: you're not good. Thank you. You're not good. If you can explain away, you're not
0: explaining away. How about that? Thank you. Thank you. So then he says, no, 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 that was taken out of context. Me and my friends were talking about something I decided to Google it. Yeah, just on how to pick a lock and kill somebody. Oh, I know. So then he, um, so he's going through and he's talking about all this stuff. He says he never had a, a a reason to kill Paul. He never would want to kill Paul. He's not trying to avenge his, bet, his, da- his daughter. He's just an innocent man. One thing he couldn't explain away though is because in the in the beginning of his defense, he says that he was there. On a Tuesday. Then he turned around and changed it and said, no, I was there on a Thursday. So they couldn't explain why he had actually done that. Mm. Like, what do you mean? Okay, so that's a damn lie. Couldn't explain that. So with him not being able to explain that, and I mean, there was no further questions to ask, both sides rested and the case went to the jury. Right, I mean, it is what it is. I will say this though: his defense did their very best to try to poke holes and to try to say, "Listen, here's some of the logical reasons why he would not be able to commit this murder." That was a pretty good whole obesity thing, but yeah, no.
1: And that's another thing you brought up—a good point, lady. A. Go for broke on your legal that's team. That's right. You cannot be acting boozy or, I mean, cheap as hell. Nope. Uh -uh. You gotta pay. You gotta pay. What was the outcome, though?
0: So the verdict was it was only it was less than a day. Okay, that they came back and of course guilty. guilty. Damn. Okay, the jury said. Ain't that crazy, lady? Eight. Come
1: back less than that. If they come back short, if you ever on trial and uh, uh,
0: they come back within what less than a whole day, that's you. Yes, it's over. Yeah. They basically just wanted to get some lunch uh-huh. and, and make it exactly. work well for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they know your ass is guilty. Yeah. Okay. Let's go get some lunch or whatever. And then we're going to come back by 3 o'clock. That's while. it. Yep. And then we're going to go home for the day. The- okay. And live our lives. Thank all right. You. So they came back as guilty and they already, so when they, when the, when the, um, when the jury was actually interviewed, some of them, not all of them opted to interview, but they said that that too fat defense, oh, he's too fat to do Thank anything. You. And that whole constantly changing your story. I was there on Tuesday. Oh, no well, I was there on Thursday. That shit didn't hold weight for nobody. Any fool could have picked that apart. You're dumb talking that bullshit. It's crazy.
1: You must think that we're... Stupid. Do you hear yourself? You're
0: stupid. You got to be on them drugs, nigga. I'm pretty sure he was on them drugs, okay? They say his daughter was on them drugs. I mean, him being on drugs ain't that too far-fetched. But he he absolutely had to be to think that was going to be a defense that was going to get him off. Crazy. So, Ed Ace was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And at the time Wait. of the sentencing, he was 65 years old. Now, come on, old people. No, for real. Old people, stop killing people and, and ruining the other half of your life. <laughs> he did that? Yeah. He did that. At 65. At 65. You're never too old to kill. No, you're not. <laughs> And he fat as hell, huh? Yeah. He's over 300 pounds with a lot of health problems. A big so, fat hater. Yeah. That just has so much hate in his heart for a man that at this point was no value because... we live in the yeah,
1: last
0: yeah, crazy thing. Yeah. Because he's already divorced from your wife. He's paid her what she's due or what the court says she's due, that 50-50 custody. And so now that she done fell the fuck off, now you want to blame me? I paid her her just due. It ain't my fault she went broke. Because I want to know where the fucking money went. For real, for real.
1: Talk to me. You feel me? Don't get me started on this.
0: So, anywho, y'all. And here is the whole kicker of this story. Paul's ex-wife, Stacy is the one who came out best. In this situation.
1: Yeah. Typical. Okay. Why wouldn't she? Exactly. Wouldn't she? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> damn, y'all. You want to talk about the perfect crime. How much she get?
0: What so happened? So, Stacey, first of all, she's never charged in connection with her hus- her ex-husband's death. Her name's still on life insurance. She took ownership of the trust that Paul set up for his children was because they were minors. It was millions of dollars. She's living at home with her mother. In Florida with her children. (laughs) So I guess I don't know. Is it a shout out to Stacey? Is it a shoot down to Stacey? I don't even really freaking know. But her dad's doing life in prison. So what does that even really mean? You know what I'm saying?
1: Man, I think this is a life lesson. Mm -hmm. I mean, just for everybody. You do what you can. Paul was a pharmacist, but he didn't have good sense. Yeah. Lady A, what's
0: wrong? I don't know what's wrong with him. And the thing about it is he was he it's almost like Paul had that whole premonition of or just a feeling that something he was gonna did, happen. To and that's mom. what I'm
1: saying. Like if you ever have that feeling, that. Feeling is true. Yeah, Believe watch it. out! Don't Believe do
0: it. it. Yeah, especially Work. if you're in yeah. a battle with somebody that's close to you. Right,
1: exactly. And always keep your eyes open. Don't be gullible. Yeah. What's going
0: on? Yeah, and that's crazy. The thing that really got me about this whole story with Paul is the fact that from the time he married Stacy, yeah, he had clearly took a love and adoption for his in laws. Every time it's, he, whether and he wanted to or not, and they're the ones him. that backstabbed him. Ain't that crazy? That all these business ventures Typical. that the father-in-law wanted, almost tagging him immediately. But just like you said, it was by design. Yeah, it
1: was. They knew what they was doing because as soon as he cut the family off, he got
0: cut off. Thank, and it was a mess ever since then. It was, it was a mess. Crazy. Uh, he literally, they. I think that the family, and, and this is my last thought on it, I think the family really thought that they were going to be able to beat him by defaming him, talking trash about him, ultimately him losing his job, exactly. having to fall all the way the fuck off and build himself back up. Exactly. And then when he did, it was almost like a slap in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Somebody hired you? We really do this. That's somebody somebody didn't take our stuff seriously. Oh, well, we couldn't beat you that way. So now we're just going to take your life.
1: Exactly. Watch your life, y'all. Protect you and yours. Yep. You know how we get it going. Like, That's at the right. end of the day, he didn't have to die.
0: Yeah, and I do. I feel bad for Paul. If very sad. She skated. Sad. She skated. She's the one who's really got the benefit here. So, and with that, y'all, we're going to close it out. Make sure that you share your thoughts with us on mrg.podcast1 at gmail. Yep. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Romance Greed. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, listen, let us know what you think about this story. It's absolutely crazy. All right. An and until next M-R-G. time, y'all, G. MRG. For Woo! life. Peace.